you are a grown human being, but just look at yourself. Look what you've become. You're addicted. It started when you were young, just a little bit here and there. And over time, you can't get enough of video games. Welcome to One More Game. They keep making them, and we keep playing them. And everyone around us will keep nagging. Boy, you guys sure do complain a lot. If it's video game news, reviews, and commentary, we're talking about it. So when your life doesn't allow you to spend time playing games, we've got you covered. This is the One More Game Podcast. And now your hosts, The Stroke and Swift Mita. I turned myself into a pickle, Swift. Boom, big reveal. I'm a pickle. What do you think about that, Stroke? I turned myself into a pickle. I'm Pickle Matt. All right. Welcome, gamers, to One More Game Podcast, episode 22. Today is 14 August 2022, and we are One More Game. We talk video games. I'm here with Swift Mida. Swift, what's up? Hey, buddy. How's it going? All right. All right. And I'm Pickle Matt. What's up? Hey, how's it going there, uh, old stroke? Well, you know, I got the vid, but uh, there's that. Still? Yeah. Well, I think I'm about I'm about at the, the end of the, the run, but. Dude, that's so My 20. My sister actually so has 20, it as well. Does she? Yeah, she has it. She, she, apparently the first day was pretty rough, but she's feeling better overall. She just still has no taste or smell, which she says is the worst part, and it's so weird. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that happened to me when I got it. Ugh, coffee was so bad. It was terrible. Jen still doesn't like chocolate after she got COVID. She says it tastes like dirt. Oh, interesting. That's yeah. brutal. So more chocolate for me in the Gibson household. Well, welcome. If you're here in the chat slash uh, listening, thank you for your loyal support and glad to be here for you for another week of One More Game. Like I said, we're, uh, you know, the podcast taking the very small gaming news niche by storm. We talk about video games, news, reviews, um, just a little bit of analysis on on what's going on in the industry. And uh, we talk a, a, a topic every week um about gaming this week we'll be talking about video game difficulty but before that boys are you still licking your wounds from our heroes of the storm uh shenanigans oh i was emotionally over that within about 31.1 seconds yeah yeah i don't know it was rough yeah hopefully hopefully we can figure it out we need to you know, I think I have this like weird idea that might help us, and it's practicing as a five. Oh man. no! Mm. Yeah, I know. When is when has it ever worked with for anybody? You know what Late Alan Iverson news. says about practice, but uh, yeah, we're talking true. about practice. No, that was right, cool. Well, yeah, I, it's game one, and if you didn't check out the stream, uh, we got another one coming up Friday, but uh, we will be we'll be getting slowly but surely better. And like I said. We're, we're in it for the fun of it, and and somehow we have to find a way to have fun uh, with our current state. So I think we need to go back to the drawing board and uh, come up with another game plan, which we will. Watch some, watch some tape, yeah. you know, get back in the film room. Yep. All right, boys, let's get into the news for the week. 
All right, so first, to start off, there's been some leaks about Diablo 4. I know, big news, big news. Uh, not a whole lot of craziness. This is kind of coming from their friends and family beta that they got going on currently. It's only on mobile. Uh, oh, no. What do you get? What, do you not have phones? <laughs> yeah, that's um, right. And what they are showing is just some customization slash difficulty settings for Diablo 4. So if you're wondering what those might be, the leak showed adventurer and a veteran. So adventurer for people who kind of just want to do the story or new to the Diablo type games. And then veteran is recommended for anyone who is well versed in the Diablo universe and gameplay style. Um, but these games are generally known for having many, many difficult settings. Um, so it's interesting to see that there's only two to start with, at least. I know in Diablo 3, you have to go beat the campaign on hard before you can go to Torment, but two seems a little bit weird for these kind of games, but maybe they're changing it up a little bit. What about you guys? You uh, Diablo guys? I played I Diablo never... 2 and 3 a little bit. Um, I know Easy and... His brother super into it still to this day. <laughs> but I don't know. After I die a certain amount of times, plus I don't really understand all the different things that you can do. Um, I'm, I've never really truly gotten into it. Yeah, there's a I lot never played it either. Games, but yeah. I've spent many, many hours in both two and three. Three was a roller coaster ride. Uh, they changed the game a lot it was bad then it was good then it was really good now it's kind of updated every so often but some people that's their only game so diablo 4 yeah. has blizzard has a lot riding on this game so we'll see how it goes aren't there still people I'm that assuming. play diablo 2 instead of diablo 3 yeah they resurrected i'm assuming that it still has a fairly big following so um, you know it'll probably pop be popular out the gate i you know i just hope it's not another lost arc as far as like the hype to start and then everybody kind of realizes that turns out you either pay money or it's just a grind yeah i so, think diablo yeah. typically does a pretty good job about um having like a valuable gameplay mechanic when it comes to getting gear and that kind of loop that they have at the end game but we'll see i, yeah. think I wonder if that I wonder if that difficulty, the only two difficulty settings are just because it's a beta. Um, I had, I have to assume that's the case. Yeah, that might be the case as well. Um, but yeah, we'll talk about game difficulty here in a few minutes. All right, next piece of news. Logitech is working with Tencent. If you don't know who Tencent is, they're a Chinese-based gaming company that has their hands in all kinds of stuff. They own shares in Blizzard, uh League of Legends, all that, uh, Riot, all that stuff. So they're working on a cloud-based gaming handheld. So think Game Pass, NVIDIA, GeForce Now, Google Stadia, all in one little handheld. And you can play cloud games um, from this gaming device. So I'm going to take this one with a grain of salt. These are two Chinese companies in a country that's having a massive gaming censorship thing going on right now. So I don't know how much I'm going to trust a device made by these two companies working together uh, logitech products tend to be pretty good but i don't know a little wary but without getting too political this yeah i'm not you... gonna i'm not gonna buy i'm not gonna play or buy anything 
that is, uh, well, I mean, a lot of things are Tencent involved, but directly involved with that. Uh, that's, I don't know, for uh, privacy concern. And then just out of, it was actually interesting when I looked up the, I don't want to get political about it either, but when I looked up the news article, there was zero mention of Logitech or Tencent really uh, connecting with China and everything. But yeah. I think a lot of people, there's, if you just Google Tencent, you're going to find a lot of uh, controversy there. Yeah. And, sure. uh, and then you got to be careful about where you're reading your gaming or other news about it from because a lot of those articles are not going to mention anything because guess what? Tencent either has a stake in them or some other Chinese company does. Yeah. <laughs> I know you, Swifter, you're waiting on your uh, your Steam Deck, so I don't think you'll be jumping in feet first for this thing, but... Nope. It's interesting to see that someone's making a cloud-only based, like you're not going to be downloading, installing games on it. You're just going to play games from the cloud, which uh, is seems to be kind of the way that we're going. But anyways... Cool, cool. It's, yeah, it's, it's we, smart for them to mention that. that. Oh, good. No, I was just going to say we mentioned it, you know, a few weeks ago when we were talking about uh, Game Pass and PS Plus or whatever. Right. Yeah. I think it's smart for them to diversify because I, I doubt that. I think that they think probably that phone gaming will probably like start to dwindle away. The Chinese market's huge for mobile gaming, but with everybody making handhelds, why not? Because yeah. you'll, you'll pull in all those. Without cannibalizing, maybe. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see if this thing's not super expensive. Maybe just worth trying out, reviewing, or whatever. But Cool. All right. Another bit of gaming news in a weird, uh, not so super fun way. But uh, there's a legal battle brewing between Bungie and a game cheating company we all wish didn't exist based on our last uh, episode. But Aim Junkies is... Uh, right, hide they- the ball, clan. Yeah, they're, they're, uh, their company is escalating their legal battle against Bungie. So they're subpoenaing a bunch of companies, Google, PayPal, all kinds of stuff, claiming, number one, there's nothing technically illegal about cheating in video games. Uh, Bungie's claiming that they violated their copyright and uh, user agreement stuff. Um, based on our last week discussion, I know we hate cheaters, but um, legally, guys, is there anything wrong with someone downloading a aimbot and cheating you think there is there anything wrong like are they breaking any laws i don't imagine legally no i'm assuming morally ethically of course yeah um and i know you know the president and whatever your congressman they probably have a lot going on with inflation and other stuff but let's just make it illegal to cheat in video games i'm for it let's make it happen (laughs) That's the platform I, I'm going to be running on in 2020, uh, whenever the yeah. election is. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Make cheating in I, video games illegal. I, I bet there's some parts where it would be illegal if it, it was part of a competition, because there's a lot of laws surrounding that kind of thing. Uh, if there's mm, fiscal there's money cons- involved. Compensation. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then they could probably argue, depending on what kind of uh, cheating it is, but if you're modifying code, maybe that code is proprietary and you're maybe like infringing on a copyright or something. I don't, I don't know what the argument is, but yeah, that's Bungie's argument is that they one violated user agreements and two violated copyright laws. And the whole point of this subpoena legal battle from this evil company called aim junkies is that they're trying to subpoena these companies to prove that they did not violate copyright laws, which is, I don't know how you would win that battle, but who knows? 
but it's cool to see Bungie taking like a staunch stand against these uh, evil companies. But I don't know. Cool. Well, there you have it. Those, that's kind of the big stuff that's been going on in the news, gaming-wise, uh, throughout the week. Did you guys pick up anything else as we were uh, hanging out? Nope. Not really. Yeah, uh, kind, kind uh, of in the chat, week. Imperial Rhino asks, is, uh, since Microsoft owns Activision Blizzard or they're acquiring them, is Diablo 4 going to be exclusive? As you know? of now, they're, staying, they're saying no, that... Uh, the currently developed games, including Diablo and Call of Duty, are not, they're not planning on being Xbox exclusives, but I wouldn't imagine in the future that they, those, some of those things might happen. It makes sense short term because if they were already developing it, you'd be cutting off a revenue stream with already some costs involved. Right. I also there, can't imagine they would want to alienate all the players on PS5. You right, know, like yeah, that instantly it's just you more just... business for your game. You lose half your fan base basically if you make it an exclusive, for, specifically for uh, Call of Duty, because obviously that fan base is still massive. Right. There was one article that kind of came out that I thought was interesting, based on how PlayStation and Microsoft have been at least playing nicely as of recent. It was like in some Brazilian government. Uh, interview or something and they asked sony what their thoughts on microsoft's acquisition was and there was a response essentially saying it's dangerous for the video game environment and microsoft's threat of making games like call of duty proprietary for microsoft consoles is a not good for the gaming industry and then microsoft fired back with something like it's interesting that a company that literally pays game developers to not put their games on Game Pass would have a comment about our exclusivity. And I was like, damn. So Sony do what Nintendo don't. Yeah, so Sony apparently (laughs) pays a lot of uh, developers to not allow their games on Game Pass, which is interesting. That is. Wow. Cool. Well, that's it for uh, news in gaming this week. We'll uh, we'll just jump right into the next bit of our show, which is the game's radar. All right. It's that time of year. Madden 2023 comes out on 19 August on all things. And uh, guess what? Fail. There's new stuff. There's uh, new, brand new things. There's new football stuff like new skill based free form passing. It's 2022 and the sideline NPCs still look like robots that need WD-40 and something better than an Intel i3 from 2007. Yeah, the crowd, the, the crowd animation from sports games. I mean, I don't know how you solve this problem, right? Because you can't, you can't make them look real or else the computer would crash, but... Yeah, I was about to say that's a massive ask on your GPU to make every fan. It's not the fan. When I was watching that trailer, the camera guy on the field, he gets like (laughs) ran into and it's the like three second delay. And then he like stumbles awkwardly in a non-human way. (laughs) He he doesn't ragdoll. He just stumbles in like a non-human way. I'm just like, yo, if we could dedicate just a little bit of CPU resource to like maybe his movement. Uh, if you're going to put him on the field, like that would probably be ideal. Yeah. 
Uh, I'm trying to think the last time that I actually bought a uh, Madden game. It's got to be back in the, the tens, whatever we're calling it, the, yeah. the teens. The old Dude, teens. Seriously. Yeah. I was uh, never really good at, and I think we've talked we talked about this a little bit in an episode in the past, but I never played football, so I don't really understand what the defenses are or anything like that. So I was never really good. I used to buy them because I could, would play with the boys, you know, but at this point, I have no interest in buying another Madden game. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Let's be honest, most of the kids who are really good at Madden didn't play football either, but uh <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, maybe. Maybe I'm just bad. <laughs> yeah. All right, cool. Well, there you have it. The uh, 19 August, end of the week, you can pick up the new Madden, and I'm sure it's going to be way different than last year's uh, <laughs> submission. Who's on the cover? I don't even know. Brady? <laughs> no, I don't think so. <laughs> Madden. I think Madden is actually, because didn't he die recently? Oh, you might be right. Yeah, it might be John yeah, Madden. Yeah, it is John Madden on the cover. I would expect, like... uh Matt Stafford or Aaron Donald or somebody from the Rams. Yeah. Cooper Cup. Uh, John Madden as a tribute. Uh, but all just right. like the NFL preseason, I don't care about that game at all. <laughs> yeah. All right. Coming out on 18 August, not October, is uh, ev- on everything <laughs> is a game called Cursed to Golf. Think of an arcade golf adventure game. It's uh, got Sega Genesis graphics and NES music. Pickle Matt, what did you see on this thing? Yeah, it kind of reminded me of uh, Golf Story. Did you ever play that game on Switch? Yeah, I liked Golf Story a lot, actually. So it's it's a little bit more like, um, a little bit more arcadey in that golf is kind of just the mechanism for doing the arcade adventure. So you like, you'll hit a ball and then you'll make the ball turn into like a rocket and it will shoot down to the place that you need it to go. But it's an eight bit. Inve- adventure game and all the music like i said or like i wrote there was uh just reminded me of an nes game and it was really uh kind of retro and I, I don't know a lot of the indie developers are doing this retro type gaming looks kind of like could be kind of fun oh it's 2d huh yeah 2d is from the side it's like a side scrolling golf golf game? game that's cool Weird. Yeah, here's so some, here's some screenshots, but uh, yeah, if you're in just listening, it's got a it's got a cool art style, very vivid. Um, almost looks like a platformer, but you're playing golf. Say. Yeah, it, it that's like what it, if you Super watch Mario. Yeah, if you watch the video, you'll recognize that like golf is just kind of like the setting of the of the game. Like you're not actually golfing; you're you're doing like skills based adventure type stuff. Yeah, I mean, you are hitting a ball though. Interesting. That's true. At above the uh, Grim Reaper there on one of those screenshots. Yeah. Yeah. It looks like it has a fun little uh, art style. Could be at least entertaining. This might be a cool one for uh, Swift to check out if it's on Game Pass for his obscure gaming weekly review. Yeah, oh, baby. Yeah. Cool, cool. Rocket there you have ball. it. I do, I do, I do like golfing. So yeah, I'm, I'm in. <laughs> Eight, 18 August, and it's all yours. Uh, we'll see if that's on Game Pass. We we got to find a way to figure out if these games we're talking about on the Games Radar are on going to be on Game Pass. But anyways, yeah, there's this awesome tool I found that uh, it's called Google.com. Oh, <laughs> I don't know if that does that work. I hate you. <laughs> I don't, but I just Google it and it doesn't say anything about it. Well, cool. All right, 16 August on PC and PlayStation's is Roller Drome. 
Rollerdrome is a third-person action shooter that seamlessly blends high-octane visceral combat with fluid movement and tricking mechanics into one complementary and challenging whole to create an original adrenaline-pumping shooter experience like no other. Okay, that's uh, very wordy. We'll see. Visceral. I mean, what do you octane. think, dude? <laughs> the word soup. I think it could. Uh, I think this one, uh, Swift. Did you get a chance to look at this trailer? I did not. No. I think this one could it has a lot of potential. It's uh, got the graphic style of like a Borderlands, um, and then so it's like you're doing you're on roller skates the entire time, and but you're also doing a shooting game. So yeah. you're like doing these Tony Hawk style tricks. It seems like as well as like shooting bad guys. Oh, yeah. It looks like uh, Tony Hawk tricks mixed with Borderlands-style shooting. Oh, yeah. skill shot-based. Okay, th this could either be yeah. really cool if the mechanics work well or really bad. Yeah, I, that's what I, exactly what I was thinking. The, the one thing that I think that would have been awesome is if there was a multiplayer, but it's only single-player right now. I don't know if they have plans to add that. Yeah. I mean, some of the some of the action scenes are pretty cool looking, but yeah, I think it's just be awesome. It just stresses me out. I'm bad enough <laughs> when I'm just walking around yeah. playing on controller, trying to shoot an an NPC. Not to mention jumping off walls and doing skill shots. Yeah, that's, the only people who are going to be good at this are like gymnasts who have like good spatial awareness while they're flipping and spinning. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. I have to assume they've made it s simpler than that, but looks pretty awesome. Cool. So that comes out 16 August for you guys. And uh, I've got a cat visitor. But there yeah. you have it. That is our game's radar for the week. What's your guys' update on your Steam decks? Oh, guess who got their order in last week? This guy. So what is the timeline once you get the, just for, for my essay? When oh, they yeah. email you, what what's the delivery time frame? You got to order within 72 hours, and then I ordered it on Tuesday, and I finally got the shipping label, like it started shipping uh, yesterday. So okay. I will receive it uh, a week and one day after I ordered it. Yeah, I remember it, took, it. it took a couple days for it to actually ship once I bought it fully, and then, yeah. A week or so and i was a july 29th 2021 order so if you're trying to cue yourself to that i have no idea what that means with the ramped up production but we're still pretty early in the queue yeah dude you got you kind of got the short end of the stick there if you because you ordered last summer and i ordered this like late spring and mine's supposed to be your q4 so yeah the kind of brutal uh, for your timeline the first few weeks i think a lot of people pre-ordered and then i didn't get on it uh, until yeah. I think the a week later, and that kind of screwed me. Yeah. Oh, so excited for you guys. I love that thing. Yeah, I cool. can't wait. All right, there you have it. There's our game's radar. This is the part of the show where we normally would talk about a listener email, but we didn't have one this week. So if you want to wow. reach out to One More Game, you can reach us at One More Game podcastgg at gmail.com let us know what you think about the show what do you want to hear what do you want us to talk about what do you want us to not talk about uh suggest a topic we've definitely had user or listener submitted uh topics before and we'd love to talk and uh address your email 
live on the show. And, and we can that, talk about games you like or something like that too, like games we may have missed on our games radar and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So reach out to us, one more game podcast, gg at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. All right. If you if you there's another way you can support us on Twitch. If you're in the chat right now or you're uh, listening, just go on over to twitch.tv slash omg podcast and hit that heart. We've we need three followers to be affiliate. You can do it. You can be the one. You can be the hero. Three. Yeah, we're close. Even if yeah. you are just listening on Apple Podcasts and you don't use Twitch, just do it. Do it. Why not? We'll we love you for it. We'll put your we'll tattoo your name on our right above our butts. Just kidding. No, no Manchester. But anyways. Yeah. Cool, cool. All right, guys. You want to talk about difficulty in video games? Because I know I do. Let's do it. Oh, yeah. Let's get in there. You're listening to the One More Game Podcast. They keep nagging. We keep playing. Now, back to your hosts, The Stroke and Swift Mita. I'm Pickle Man. Major topic of the week, difficulty in video games. All right, so let's start off with this. Swift, what is the most difficult game you've ever played that you can remember? Dude, I, I was looking at this, and I I honestly think that going back into the uh, early days, I think maybe Lion King or Aladdin yeah on super nintendo really um and the, yeah. like those those were obviously the the beginning of the horribly difficult games uh and i have recently changed that and we'll talk a little <laughs> bit about that when i get into games we played this week <laughs> i know where that's going <laughs> yeah oh nice what about you pickle matt yeah, I definitely remember playing the first level of Aladdin a lot and not ever really playing the second or third level or anything <laughs> after that a lot. Yeah, seriously. Uh, nice. That's how those old games went, right? You would like you would have like the first level of Sonic memorized and then like the the third and fourth one, you're like, Oh man, I'm not oh, freaking out. Uh, right, unless you had that cheat code that he talked about. But uh I did have one more, sorry. Oh yeah. Uh, go, do you go, remember go. Mike Tyson's punch out? Oh yeah, I do. <laughs> oh god. That so that one. that game, like every one of them has like a, a way to beat them, but there was no guides or the internet back when I was a kid. I, I remember like playing this with my dad when I was like seven or eight, probably. So like I didn't I didn't know who to ask how to beat like the the guy with the uh who was it? The turban and the, the tiger that was yeah, yeah. like do his magic and stuff, but that was a tough one. Yeah, that was pretty hard. All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to show you guys a game. This is the hardest game, hands down, by far, ever made. Ghosts and Goblins. I don't know if you remember this game, but you're a dude, and you're wearing an, a suit of armor, and if you get hit, you lose that suit of armor, and if you get hit again, you die, and you had three lives. That's it? To start the game. <laughs> this is by far the hard. I think they did a, uh, a remaster later on. I don't ever remember getting past like level two because this game is so hard. This was the original cover. You literally got hit twice. Like you couldn't put armor back on. You could sometimes it. you could find armor throughout the map, but I think it was random through okay. the power ups. And just if you ever get into emulation, <laughs> go try this and you'll agree with me. Hardest game ever made. <laughs> I bet finding armor okay. in that game was like a hit of like heroin. 
It probably yeah. felt like you just like, yeah. Uh, or some other addictive drug. Yeah, yeah. So I've been told. That's wild. I never never played it. Yeah, I'm it I out. just I just Googled it uh, while you were talking about it, and it says the most uh, sadistic part of uh, all of that occurs is if you actually beat the game. Capcom no, not so politely informs you that you've fallen for a trap devised by Satan and must complete the game again on an even higher difficulty setting if you truly want bragging rights. <laughs> What? No, there's no <laughs> higher difficulty setting. Get out of here. It's uh, awesome. All right. So, yeah, we're talking about a lot of us mentioned older games. So let's go back to the old days and think about game difficulty, you know, in the arcades when our dads were young men and chasing down girls and popping quarters in video games. So these places had to make money, right? And so once the game was created the game is what it is. So the only way they're going to keep making money is if people keep playing a game. And if they beat a game, they're not going to keep playing it. So back then arcade games were hard as shit. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, like I don't know how they played those games. Cause they're really hard. Asteroids is extremely hard. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and so they were just raking in the quarters, uh, no checkpoints, no saves. It's just you, your skills, the joystick, and your quarters, however many your mom would allot, uh, or you could steal from your your older siblings, but or the yeah, dollar so. bill machine would uh, would let you have until you got to the two crinkly dollar bills. Yeah, that wouldn't get taken by the machine. Yeah. So, uh, and then the early consoles kind of adopted the same strategy. Atari, NES, Game Boy. They there's no expansions. They needed games to have staying power in order to make money off of them for a while. So you couldn't beat them in a day, right? So they they were just hard. Like the original Mario. Have you guys beat Mario? Super Mario Bros? Nah, probably not. I don't think I ever actually beat it. Yeah. Like there's very few people who actually go all the way through yeah. and beat it because it gets really hard at the end. You start doing like pixel perfect jumps to land right on a little tiny block to jump again at running full speed. Um, but yeah. But over time, that philosophy kind of changed. I think probably with game save states um, and different types of games, obviously. But uh, here's a question I'll pose to you guys from your early childhood game days. What do you think is the best no difficulty setting slider balanced game? Like not too easy, not too hard. I'll give you mine just so you can kind of think about that. But I think that Ocarina of Time had the perfect balance of not too hard, but not too easy. Like there were some di very difficult parts. Um, with one caveat, the water temple, way too hard. Get it out. Like remove that. <laughs> but, uh, what do you guys think? Any, any, any of them popping up in your head? I think since you mentioned Zelda, I would say just because it's fresh in my mind, Breath of the Wild is pretty uh, well-balanced and, enough where it's a challenge and fun to go back to but also uh well maybe it was a little bit too easy i guess yeah i don't know swift thoughts yeah i mean i was trying to come up with something i think i think you have a good point with ocarina of time um the the dungeons were so intricate and challenging but at the same time there were other things that were kind of menial you know that don't have to be hard so they didn't right. make them hard 
certain parts. Um, so I think, I think that's a great example of one that's extremely well balanced without, you know, having nowadays for most games that difficulty slider. To be yeah. Like, nope. I'm over this. I'm going beginner. I mean, I can't imagine like there was probably a lot of stress and thought put into the difficulty of games like that. Cause like you ship that thing and you, that's your fans are going to start reacting to hating it or loving it. And so I know there's a lot of people who, you know, they want games to be hardcore, but you don't want to cut off a bunch of your audience, which is kind of why the philosophy started evolving. I think, uh, Tar in the chat said, have you all covered the addition of Nunya yet? What's Nunya? Nunya. Nunya business? Uh, Nunya. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, thank you for uh, joining the chat. Uh, let me know what that is. It's, if it's a Nunya joke, yep, you got me. Yep, right. sure is. Nunya business. <laughs> cool, cool. Got him. Classic. Um, yeah, smells like Updog in here. Anyways. Cool. So, yeah, game companies started to realize as video game consoles got more popular that the wider audience approach was probably better. So, like, the more difficulty settings you had, the more people would be able to get into your game so what do you guys remember the first game that you can think of that had a difficulty setting i don't honestly yeah but i i think just like you brought up i think it was super important as far as keeping gaming you know kind of a a big thing because obviously you have those hardcore players that want everything to be difficult or just have the time to dedicate to it. And then you have people who just don't have time, but they want a good story and they want to sit on the couch for a couple hours every week and, right. you know, get, get through a game. So I, I really like the, the addition of it. Yeah. Did, uh, for sure. I remember GoldenEye did, right? So you had see, like secret agent mode and then like 007 was one of the difficulties. Oh, I do remember yeah, that. Yeah. You're right. I think that's yeah. the first one I remember. That may be the first one. The first one I, for some reason, was popping up in my head was Halo, the original one, when it was like they had legendary campaign mode. Um, yeah, legendary was a big deal back then. That was yeah, like, if you weren't really a Halo player unless you beat it on legendary, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> cool. I guess I was never a real Halo player. <laughs> yeah, get out of here, dude. <laughs> you didn't have all the skulls enabled? Or was that not Halo? Well, the funny thing is you had to change the way you played a game based on the difficulty settings that you chose, right? Like Halo turned into a much different game when you were hiding behind a wall because one grunt could kill you and you ran out of ammo every five seconds, right? So, yeah, I think. Yeah, I don't know how you guys did that. Yeah. On Legendary. That's wild. There is. Here's, I think one of the things that I think happened when the introduction of difficulty sliders is not as much thought went into like the balancing of the game. Right. And so sometimes just like we just talked about the game changed so widely when you're on one setting versus another, like in some games, if you're on easy, half the systems in the game are unimportant, right? You can literally just melee everyone to death. Um, yeah. Yeah. But in other games, like The Witcher 3, it, that has difficulty setting, doesn't it? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it does. I'm sure it does. You, If you want to beat that game on a hard setting, you have to use almost everything in the game. Potions, like 
all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, whereas on easy, you're just killing people with your sword. Yeah, and that's the yeah. thing I'm terrible at because I, I don't play games on Legendary or the hardest difficulty because I will find one move like the square button does a strong yeah. attack and I will only use that and I will never parry. I will dodge <laughs> and I will square. <laughs> nice. I would be terrible at Elden Ring probably. I don't know. No, you just dodge a lot. Dodge, jump, yeah. strike, dodge, dodge, dip, dip, dive, and dodge. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Nailed it. Like yeah. Spider-Man, you know, the, in the, have you guys started playing Spider-Man? Yeah. There's so many the of the, amount of, like the move amount of trees. moves in that game. Yeah. And I, yeah. and I only did two of them. You know, I only, I would only <laughs> ever do two. I mean, God of War is the same. There is a ton of moves. True. Yeah, that is true. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, cool. Yeah. So balance issues kind of became a thing. Some games, also had the problem that they had multiplayer involved, right? So you're trying to balance the difficulty settings and then now you're throwing those same things uh, into the multiplayer environment. Um, so they've had to kind of come with ways, come up with ways to work difficulty settings into the game. Swift, like uh, World of Warcraft is a perfect example, right? Like you can do a looking for raid raid or you can do a mythic raid right so some yep. games have made made smart decisions or not so smart decisions about like how people can progress difficulty wise what are your thoughts on that kind of stuff like do you hate it do you love it do you really care like do you just want to play casually do you think somewhere deep down inside there's a hardcore raider in there or well i i mean that was always my goal when i was playing is to get to that top echelon of rating and you know we talked about adding macros and yeah all the like literally studying mechanics on youtube watching you know the number one through five guild in the world running it and that's how you learned how to do all of it uh, i never got there obviously um but i think especially in something like world of warcraft where it's it's open world right everybody is playing the same game there you can't add a hey when you make your character let's make this an easy game or yeah. a challenge game you know like it's just not possible in a game like that so i think the the addition of that looking for raid um versus like a normal you know you queue up with 10 of your buddies or guild mates versus the mythic uh difficulties i think i think it's important and i think that probably a lot of people appreciate it i know i did when i was especially you know when you get to end game because i was never one of the fast levelers right so everybody was already raiding when i got there i didn't but, have so the only way for me to get gear was to do those lfr raids right to start and if you don't have 25 buddies who are in the same kind of general timeline yeah, exactly. of the game with you what are you going to do right yeah I, I mean you had to put <laughs> I remember when I was playing it pretty seriously in high school and college, you literally had to fill out like a resume to join guilds yeah. to raid. What's your experience? I mean, it, it was oh crazy. Gosh. I remember yeah. that, dude. It was like apply to the guild. Let us know. Yep. You had to give them your schedule. Tell them how many and dungeons you raids have you done. And it's like, dude. Yeah. And they do ask you, you like do 20, you 25 questions. Do you have a girlfriend? Yes or no. If yes, you're out. <laughs> you're out. You're out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> cool yeah i uh destiny has this kind of same structure where you can do easy stuff 
and then move up to grandmaster stuff and all that. But it definitely does bring some downsides in, right? Because there's certain weapons or game interactions because they're already in the game, especially with a PvP element, that there's certain weapons that you have to have everyone uses to beat certain encounters on certain difficulty settings that it kind of becomes more, I don't know, trivial because you're just using exploits to beat stuff. Um, but whatever. Well, cool. Um, I don't know. What are your guys' thoughts? Are you uh, pickle Matt? Are you, are you fire up a new game? This a game you're super. All right. God of war Ragnarok's coming out. Are you going to put it on normal? Medium. Okay. Always you're just medium. your middle of the road guy. I just don't have time to like deal with the frustration and dying a thousand times kind of situation with a kid now. Don't, and... don't play Elden Ring. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't know. I don't want to rip through the story and just not like have fun with the challenge, but like I just uh no. I guess what what I do like is when games will let you change the difficulty in certain spots and then yeah. go back. Yeah, I think the uh, so Witcher I... Once you pick, you're locked in. I'm not sure. Yeah. Correct me if I'm I wrong, think, chat. But. I think God of War was where you could change it back and forth, which was nice because I never changed it to easy, but I would occasionally switch it over to the harder difficulty just to have some fun. No, it's okay if you switch to easy. No, yeah, it'll be fine, dude. You can I beat the it. Valkyrie on normal, baby. The final Valkyrie. <laughs> Wear the t-shirt. <laughs> yeah. Beat her on normal. Nice. What about you, Swift? Are you a hardcore legendary? No, obviously you said you don't didn't beat Halo. No, dude, I'm I'm the same way. I start middle of the road, and typically I typically keep it there. Yeah, um, I don't I don't like to go harder than that. Typically, like I'm not gonna be that guy that's like, you know what, this feels a little bit too easy for me. I'm gonna <laughs> bump it up. No, I'm just gonna stick with middle of the road and call it good. Nice. I'm definitely, I've, I've transitioned in life, so to speak. Uh, I used to be the person who every time I fired up a new game would start on the max setting, Halo, Legendary, Diablo, permadeath, Diablo, like you die, you're done. Uh, yeah. When I, once I had kids, I, every, <laughs> this is yeah. a little embarrassing, but every time I turn a game on, I picked the super casual mode story only, only thing I care about. Cause I just want to, play and see the story that's all i care about yeah uh so no, i don't i don't blame you at all for that. yeah uh, which is funny because i don't want to i don't like to use guides but i also want it to be easy as possible so it's interesting see chat and listeners there's no shame in playing games on easy it'll yeah. be fine yeah i played god I of like war games. on i think i don't even know what they called it they called it something not insulting but some games have like insulting oh, yeah. names for the easy mode yeah i <laughs> should have looked some of them up i forgot while you're uh, hanging out pickle matt look up some you probably can find a google article about like funniest difficulty setting names or something 10 <laughs> there's a number one article is 10 video games that will insult you play for playing on the easiest yeah. mode uh, yeah 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 <laughs> mickey cool. mouse castle of illusion is on there oh, oh boy <laughs> disney just going for the heart well cool let's talk a little bit about some of the outliers when it comes to difficulty in video games so the first one that pops up in anyone's mind is the souls games right anything from 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 software so 
these games are interesting because there's a huge fanboy following that says, if you can't play these games, you're not a real gamer, blah, blah, blah. And they're all very vocal on Reddit and everything. But generally, the way these games work is you pop in, it introduces you to the world, and then immediately you get thrown into like a crazy boss fight. And if and, it, and the game goes, here is what this game is. If you can't beat this guy, just return it. Like, just sell this thing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Swift is encountering that right now with Margit in uh, Elden Ring. But So I there's some really fun... Oh, Earthworm Jim is on there. That was a good oh, game. Yeah, that was good. Uh, so on uh, Twisted Metal 2, you could start the story on easy, and there was only one boss to defeat. And after you defeated that, you weren't allowed to progress, and it would say, no losers allowed beyond this point. <laughs> Nice. And then uh, civilization. I didn't know this. If you if you win on easy, it always would sum up your performance as Warren G. Harding, which is uh, <laughs> the, the worst, worst president, president ever in American history. <laughs> <laughs> Brutal. It's just so funny. Yeah, I think uh, Doom kind of has some funny ones. I, I can't remember exactly the names, but all those hardcore yeah. games. Cool. So yeah, Souls games, man. I'll tell you, Elden Ring is the first one I ever picked up. I, I remember watching videos of uh, Dark Souls, and I'm like, why? Why would you do this to yourself? Like, this looks unbeatable. But something about Elden Ring, man, it's got the gameplay mechanics and loop have their claws in me. Uh, oh my gosh. You know, Doom might have been one of the first ones with the skill. It looks like either Doom 2 or two, 3 right here has the skill level of, and I remember these, I'm Too Young to Die, Hey, Not yeah. Too Rough, Hurt Me Plenty, Ultra Violence, and Nightmare Mode. Yeah, see, I Nightmare right away uh, for me back in those days. I think yeah. maybe that's what Elden Ring is for me, yeah. is that little bit of legendary gamer still living inside there somewhere that kind of like yeah. entices me, but it is very that's satisfying. Same grow a pair of the stroke right in the back of your brain. Yeah. Like you've, I'm so disappointed in what you've become. I know Swift is going to talk a little bit about in games we play, but man, like uh, Elden Ring aside, have you ever, I think, did you say you tried Dark Souls 3 and, and stopped right away? Yeah. Yep. I got Dark Souls 3 for the PS4. I don't know why. Right when it came out, I was like, that looks horrible. Might as well try it. Cha-ching. Um, I think I... I think I played for a total of about, call it 34 minutes. And I was like, nope, I'm not putting myself through this. I can't do it. Nice. I think even, My, uh, the, even the hardcore Dark or Souls fans think that Elden Ring has too many ways to make the game easy with magic and uh, multiplayer uh -huh. summoning and all that kind of stuff. But I mean, you're I, just giving players options to not like throw the throw the game away you know what i mean right i think they've done yeah. a really something really cool with how they did it because it is very difficult and it appears to be very difficult and you kind of have to do some digging without it doesn't straightforward tell you how to do that to make things easier so you do have to kind of earn it but yeah i got a i got a iMessage from my buddy watching and he said uh unwanted the game on easy setting was called uh, Pussy. <laughs> <That's it. laughs> wow. Are you serious? That's which probably would not fly. 
uh, these days. These and days. It's yeah, very wow. kind of crazy, honestly, that they would do that. But then uh, he said Ninja Gaiden was impossible to beat on medium, let alone hard. And I, I remember Ninja Gaiden being oh, a very yeah. difficult game, game too. Hard. Yeah. Well, you are what you eat, you know. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Another type of game that I think uh, has a huge just difficulty curve that is hard to deal with sometimes is uh, bullet hell games. So think Enter the Gungeon, Binding of Isaac. Uh, Cuphead is another one that I can think of. Oh, Cuphead. Where they're just nonstop adrenaline-inducing dodge dodging, shooting, hiding behind stuff. And it's just like this constant action that is very... And there are some points in some of these games where almost every inch of the screen is covered by something that can hurt you. Oh, do you remember Geometry Wars on uh, Xbox? Yeah. <laughs> when you got later on in the levels? Oh my, that game was really fun. That was a bullet hell one though. Yeah. Swift, did you get any of the any bullet hells ever? No, I never have. I know, Ooh. like, I think um, Pickle Matt talked about Enter the Gungeon as far as potentially Cult of the Lamb looking like Enter the Gungeon ish. Yeah, yeah, um, it's a little bit, it's a little bit easier and lighter than Enter the Gungeon for sure. Okay, yeah, I had no, I had no idea. I, I haven't played any of them. Oh, yeah, man. Hades Enter the probably, Gungeon. probably for good reason. Yeah, sometimes Hades has a feel of a bullet hell because it's, but it's more of a. Uh, asymmetric style um but yeah the, there's the dodge roll i think it's l2 on my nintendo switch i'm pretty sure is what <laughs> kind of broke my my left joy con i think it was l2 <laughs> from just and, hitting from it enter the gungeon aggressively oh, over yeah. and over you, yeah yeah you'd, you'd be smashing that you just dodge not stop dodge yeah Jeez. nice yeah so those games are insane some of them have a difficulty setting enter the gungeon does not I don't think, but uh, yeah. All right, and then there's some other ones that... All right, let's talk about this. Maybe this is a whole other topic for another time, but do you guys know what the difference between a roguelike and a roguelite is? I had to Google it, man. All right. I cheated. So if you don't know what rogue is, it's an old game that was uh, out in 1980 on ASCII only for the hardcore computer gamers, but essentially the big things about it were it was a procedurally generated map, so it was never the same game. Um, And then when you died, you died. That's it. Like, playthrough is over, start over, and you're playing a new game because it's procedurally generated. Uh, And it also kind of had like a hack and slash feel. Think Diablo, lots of monsters, and you're kind of running around killing lots of stuff. And you said this was ASCII? Like, just... Like on, uh, what's the command prompt kind of thing? Yeah, on command prompt. Yep. Yeah. Holy cow. Let's see if I can pull up a a picture of it. But yeah, so this game came out and it was kind of like the hardcore gamer like thing, um, at least back in those days. But I mean, we're talking very simple, uh, look and feel, right? (laughs) Cool. So a rogue like. I don't know how all of this gets decided. There must be some council of difficult game men that <laughs> men and women that get together Dude, and talk about this. But you, you haven't been invited. No, I'm not. Not yet. Uh, <laughs> all right. Um, but they've decided that in order to be a rogue like, 
your game must encompass permadeath. So no, no starting over and being a little bit better than you were the last time. It's just a completely new playthrough. It has to be procedurally generated, hack and slash. Uh, I, I think that's about it. So there you have it. That's a roguelike. That phrase gets tossed around a lot for any game where you die and then start over, which is yeah. more of a roguelite, which think Hades, uh, Hollow Knight, things like that. Returnal. On yeah, PS5. Returnal. Even even Elden Ring, right? You die and you have to go get your stuff, um, but you're kind of starting from, I don't know, your save. Uh, dead Cells, right? You die, but you get a little bit better every time. You're still making progress towards improvement. Um, so those are rogue lights. Okay. Enter the Gungeon would qualify as that too. Just a bullet hell rogue light. Right. Cool. So some of these kind of cross borders, but anyways. Okay, so there's a really cool discussion about the uh, history of rogue lights and likes. Anyways, what what the heck did you have to do in this game? I don't know. I see a, I, you just killed a green rectangle dots, with a nugget. <laughs> Procedurally generated okay. Pac-Man levels. I think you just killed these Seriously. dots. I don't know. Okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm not saying it was a good game. I'm just saying it did something that yeah, computer other people games didn't in 1980s. Dude, it looks really good. Yeah, you know, you know, were computer games in the nineteen sixties uh, landing real people on the moon? Yeah, America. That's what they were doing. <laughs> America. <laughs> cool, uh, pickle man. I know you fired up Hades for a few minutes. Swift. I think you played Hades a little bit, didn't you? Or no? You were going to? Yep. I yeah. I started it. Oh, cool. Uh, haven't haven't gotten into it all yeah. that much, but. And that one has a really I did cool. Buy it and, and played it. Not only does your progress kind of um, continue as you die, but the story, like you dying, is a part of the story. Uh, and it's really cool how they work it into the different story beats. Because uh, every time you die, the story kind of progresses a little bit, and you're figuring it out as you go. Plus, it mixes in Greek mythology. But that game kind of nails that whole die repeat. Progress a little, die, repeat, see how far you can go. And yeah, procedurally generated. If, if you guys, uh, since you guys have the PlayStation Plus, I would check out Returnal as well. They do um, they do the storyline for the live, die, repeat uh, scenario. Really awesome. I think yeah. I talked about that before. Sure did. <clears throat> cool. Dead Cells. You played this, right, Pickle Matt? Yeah, I did. That was yeah. good. I liked how they did that, like, Really, really creative. But uh, Swift, you play Dead Cells? Nope. You might like that one. I think, I think you probably like that one. That's got Man, a, we, need, a we should do. We should do an episode on like games that how good games can be without a lot of resources. Like Dead Cells came out when you know, like God of War was coming out, right? But like, there's not there's graphically there's not much going. On. Like Enter the Gungeon, still an yeah. incredible game. Loop Hero. Celeste. Yep. Yeah, a lot of these low... Hollow Knight. Yeah. Hollow Knight's kind of crazy, though, because it's all hand-drawn, painted. There's actually a lot of it, data behind it yeah. that you don't really get. That's true. Same with uh, Cult of the Lamb, I think. Yeah, all hand-drawn stuff. Well, cool. What is the most deceptively difficult game you've ever encountered where you're like, oh, I'm going to fire this thing up, and they're like, holy, this is way too hard. <laughs> I mean, like we talked about, like 
you yeah, pop a, a Disney cartridge into your, you know, Nintendo and you're like, Plays oh, the cool Aladdin Disney. music. Oh, yeah, it's yeah, be great. Exactly. You're like, what yeah. the hell? I can't escape Hakuna the Cave of Wonders. Matata. Oh, I'm dead. <laughs> oh, cool. Uh, For me, uh, the Donkey Kong game that was on uh, Switch, Deep Freeze, Donkey Kong oh, Country Tropic Deep Freeze. Freeze. Tropic Freeze, that's yeah. the one. Yeah, yeah. Holy shit. Tropical Freeze, yeah. I don't even think I beat I, three I levels of that, that game. game. Oh my god! I love that game. Yeah, I remember. Uh, I think it was called Sim Hospital. It wasn't Two Point Hospital, but it was a, hosp- a hospital game, like a Sim one. And I remember all the people dying in my hospital. Rip. I was like, "This should be not that hard," but I didn't have the right equipment or the right yeah, people in my. Turns hospital. out, running a hospital is actually hard. Yeah, <laughs> yeah weird. Nice. What about you, Swift? Anything catch you off guard? I know you talked Dude, about that story know. about Shannon and Crash Bandicoot remastered, but that game is they they screwed up the remake. Something is messed up. Also, to be fair, Shannon is not a gamer, so yeah, uh, yeah, it didn't go well. But I, yeah, again, I think just like the Disney, you know, you hear the Disney music, you're like, yeah, I love this as a kid, and it turns out. You're not gonna for very long. Yeah. I've had a few encounters with games where like it's chill, 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 and then bam, slaps you right in the face with like a boss that you're like, I can I'm never gonna beat this. But Yeah. Yeah. That's how I feel. Well, yeah, some of dream. some of my difficulty comes from that will happen to me. It's because I've done my only dodge and then single you only attack. know one way to play it. Exactly. And you yeah. have to like parry in order to beat this guy and I'll never be able to do it. I think I'm starting to run into that with Elden Ring because, like, I can dodge and then I can, whatever it's called, not parry, but like react if they hit my shield and then I do a counterattack. Yeah. But I can't parry. Like, I don't know how you parry. <laughs> I know you hit <laughs> your, you hit the button with your shield, but like everything is timed differently. I've never parried successfully. Maybe I need to practice. I don't know. Dude, I've been parrying Margit to no avail. But I have done it multiple times. <laughs> no appeal. Die every time. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so all you got to do is perfect that against all yeah. enemies, and you'll be like, old, uh, what was his name? Thurston Fister or something? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And your character Lance can't be Fister. wearing clothes. Lance and Fister. Nice. Well, cool. That's kind of our uh, discussion on game difficulties. You got, oh, here's one game that does a good job with it is uh, Cuphead. It's all happy go lucky oh, yeah. looking drawn with like a 1920s disney art style oh this is gonna be fun hard is so hard but the that boss is a is... difficult game yeah it's cool really oh yeah it's very hard yeah and then you'll like the 1920s cartoon style is already creepy it just makes it so much worse when you die yeah. so many times to these cartoons yeah <laughs> oh nice well, cool. You guys got anything else to talk about? Game difficulty? Nah. I no. didn't see a whole lot I in the I'll chat. Talk, I'll, yeah, you'll talk I'll about talk it. talk a little bit more about it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, gentlemen. If you guys would like to hear us talk about a, uh, a difficult game that you encountered, you can reach out to us at OMG underscore podcast GG on Twitter and Instagram. We'd love to hear those games out there that just got you perplexed. And we'll show you how to beat it on a walkthrough because we're the best. 
Yeah, call and, the uh, Nintendo hotline. That's you can us. call OMG hotline. <laughs> <laughs> it's a uh, three ninety nine a minute. Operators are standing by. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, then let's get into what we played this week. Sweet. Pickle Matt, lead us off, brother. Uh, are we going to talk about our Heroes of the Storm venture that we did? Yeah, talk all? about talk about your thoughts. What'd you... I mean, Talk it, it up, dude. Talk it, it, it up. It was, it's kind of like the first time you had sex. It was over before you knew what was going on. <laughs> uh, and there was just a lot of disappointment. Um, yeah. It kind of went... I don't know. I was a little cautiously optimistic when we got the worst league possible, but then I realized halfway through the game that we were playing that we're still playing with people that participate in a league for a game that's dying. And uh, right. I saw all of their avatars were the exact same and they were all high level. I was like, oh, no, 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 no. This is not going to go well. <laughs> not like this. Not like this. Uh, so, yeah, we we lost pretty uh, thoroughly pretty quickly. So if you want to watch that stream, check out the last one on OMG podcast. Uh, I don't know. I just like that... We, we've been playing ARAM so much where it's just PvP and not a lot of objective-based. And, like, clearly the objective-based portion is very important to that game, which makes me wonder if that's the reason that that game is dying because that was boring and terrible. Yeah, it almost felt like there was there was nothing we could do to combat what was happening, right? And I'm, I'm sure if you're a better team that knows how to play as a team, then that would be fun. And, like, there would be actual fights and stuff, but... Um, beside that, there's obviously, there's no way I'm going to ever be that good with any kind of team. So I don't know, whatever. (laughs) We'll get there. We'll get there. It was fun. It was still fun. Fun to hang out with the guys on a scheduled playtime. Uh, cool. Other things I played, uh, I played another 30 minutes of strikes. My uh, kid wanted to hear the meow button again. (laughs) And uh, <laughs> you're going to slowly beat that game 30 minutes at a time. I was about to say, yeah, you just can't, can't get away from it. It's, uh, it's just not, I, I'm not impressed still. So maybe give, give me a shout out on the email if there's like something I'm missing here, but nah. Uh, okay. And then I played Hades for about 15 minutes and then I got the Steam Deck email and I just decided that I was going to play that on the Steam Deck. Yeah. And then I knew Colt, I wanted to get Colt to the Lamb. Because uh, I saw the reviews were really good, so then I just uh, switched over to that. I didn't want to play two roguelites at once. Huh. Uh, but Cult of the Lamb, really kind of a fun game. It kind of combines uh, like a Stardew Valley Animal Crossing uh, feel with uh, with a roguelite kind of attitude there. But the roguelite portion is not that not that difficult from what I've seen so far. I beat the entire first uh, set of four bosses, and I didn't die a single time. Hmm. Uh, so it's not too difficult if you want to get into it, but the it, just the game itself is really really funny. Um, You've already to, beaten all four bishops. No, no, I I beat one bishop and I didn't die. So I was like, oh, oh, this game's okay, not super super difficult yet, at least. Yeah. What day are you on in your I think timeline? I'm on if day you like twenty five, dude. I got so caught up oh, okay. on the um, cult building portion of it that I just. <laughs> I spent like four days farming instead of just like going back into the dungeons. Dude, I'm doing the same thing. (laughs) Sweeping up my followers' poop and, you know, making new rituals happen. Got to use this fertilizer. You know what I mean? Has any of your followers gotten elderly yet? 
I have one elderly. Oh, dude, that, that was a shot to the gut. I was like, oh, I didn't know this could happen. And then I was thinking, I like, I hadn't unlocked the uh, graves yet, like making a body pit. So then I had to hurry up and unlock it because I knew my follower was going to die. Yeah. Because I didn't, like, what am I going to do with that body after he's dead? Yeah, like, I, I know. do something. Dude, I it was so sad. Earlier I was playing, I played for like two hours earlier. And uh, I was talking to the elderly guy. You know, I like walk up to him and talk to him. He's like, yeah, I'm old. He has like his cane. He's like, I'm old, but I still got a few days left in me. And I was just like, okay, just go sleep it off, guys. Go sleep it go, off. Go to bed until you're not tired anymore. Dude, I had a follower uh, come up to me uh, and he was like, because they'll give you like little mini quests, your followers. And he's like, my dark, deep, dark desire is to eat a bowl of shit. Yep. <laughs> And I just got I that like, one. What the fuck? And it was like, can you help me with this quest? And I was like, okay, sure. Yeah. I want more experience and devotion. So the quest was literally grab some shit from somebody that had just used the bathroom and then just like cook it over the fire and then hand it to him. It was very easy. And at least you cooked it. Yeah. You have to, it's a bowl of, yeah, I think it's bet. a bowl of poop or something is what the, the Pickle recipe Matt is called. went from, Mortuary's assistant to a game where you serve feeding freshly warmed sheet. (laughs) (laughs) Nah, but if it's a, it's like what twenty five bucks right now. I I mean, it's it's pretty fun. Uh, The art style is cool. The mechanics, the combining of the like Animal Crossing mechanics with the roguelite is uh, something I hadn't seen before, which is which is cool. And then it'll give you some laughs, so I recommend it. Cult of the Lamb. Nice, dude. All right, Swift. Since you're talking about Cult of the Lamb, why don't you uh, follow up? Yeah, I'll talk about that one first. So I'm I'm really enjoying it. I'm on day like 15 or something of my adventure. I think I have 12 or 13 followers in my cult right wow. now. Um, but just like you talked about, the, the stuff that, you know, because you can just go out and neglect your followers and do like the missions to get after the bishops. But you really have to spend like a solid amount of time in your camp, like cleaning up poop and planting flowers. I finally got a scarecrow. Oh yeah. That's big. Because I would plant these, you know, herbs and stuff and berries. And every time I would go back, these birds would just be there and they would steal all of it. And I was just like, Okay, well, next unlock is a scarecrow, so now they don't do that anymore, <laughs> thankfully. Um, I'm I'm enjoying it. The combat's fun. The story is hilarious. Just and I think it's so funny because you have like dialogue in the bottom as far as subtitles. Yeah. But the language that all of these things speak, it just sounds like <laughs> Like that's that's yeah. them speaking, and then it reads out like the subtitles. Uh, I it's so funny. Dude, I don't know. Your I, scarecrow moment was just like my uh, doctrine of murder moment. So I had a. Have you had a dissenter yet? No. Okay. I'm so this, I'm very happy. He's a good just, cult leader. Oh my yeah. god! I was keeping him happy too, but uh, so I had a dissenter, and when you get a dissenter, they have a little bar at the top, and I I think if it fills up, they like will convert other people and leave. But 
he like walks around with like this bullhorn thing and trying to convince other people. And so I was like, well, shoot. I, and then you have the option to like re-educate them every day. So I was trying to re-educate him, but it wasn't bringing the bar down enough. So I was just like, well, I'm unlocking murder now. And then I went and killed him. <laughs> I sacrificed him. And uh, then yeah, that, that solved the problem. This is such a dark podcast. It's, it's, <laughs> it's very, it's very good. It's very funny. Because uh, all the cult members are these like cute little animal things too with like big eyes. Yeah. So it's, it's just really funny. Um, so again, that's two or three of us that would recommend it. It's, it's a pretty good game so far. Um, other than that, I played Hots like we talked about. Yeah, we got our uh, butts handed to us in uh, Storm Lake, but we're going to actually get some practice at some point, and maybe we'll do better. Played a little bit of Horizon Zero Dawn. Still enjoying it. I finally am out of the uh, starting area, and I can take over the robots now, which is cool. Uh, so enjoying having a ride now when I don't feel like walking. And then the biggest game that I wasted <laughs> my life on this week is Elden Ring. And I don't say that to mean I'm not having fun. But <laughs> I'm not having fun. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Okay, so I've, I played for, I don't know, I think my playtime went up by like, about six hours this week yeah um the day i i started playing again because i had kind of been avoiding it and but you were tay uh you were on and nobody else was on and you were playing elden ring and i was like all right i'll just get back in there and you know see see what i can make happen leveled up a bunch by fighting a singular troll uh, just, <laughs> just grinding, grinding that, troll. that one troll yeah <laughs> um <laughs> sounds no like so college required <laughs> yeah <laughs> um but leveled up enough i thought finally got to market dude i i was so cocky because i leveled up to like 22 and then was just running through these ads prior to getting to the castle oh yeah just not even an issue running around with, with my twin blades on my horse, two hits dead, <laughs> nailing it, get some more experience. Oh yeah. Ready to go. And then I show up to market. Um, you actually helped me out earlier by, uh, telling me how to summon creatures. Yep. Or like the ashes of war, whatever they call it. Um, so tried that. I also have a buddy that I summon, not an actual person, but you know, right in front of Margaret, you can that sorcerer. Oh that yeah, you can he'll help you to help help to help you out. Um, I now have died to Margaret forty-seven times. <laughs> I still have not beaten him. I, dude, I texted you right after because as soon as i learned how to summon the beast i have these like three wolves that just yeah, go yeah. ham on this yeah, dude right so the wolves are going crazy i get him to like no kidding three four percent of his health he has a lot of health it's really annoying <laughs> but get him to three to four percent of his health die and then the following four attempts 
he hit me with a move that was like a slice up with his cane and it knocked me off of the walkway. So I died instantly <laughs> despite having half my health. Uh, I still have not gotten back to that three to 4%. And I don't know that I'll ever beat him. I literally turned it off earlier because I, w- I was basically banging my nugget against the wall because I just kept dying. And I was just like, all right, this is going off. I'm going to cult a lamb for a couple hours. Like that's it for now. Here's, nice, here's my dude. advice for that. Just like the final Valkyrie, you fight, fight her for five hours. You go to sleep pissed. And then the next morning, you'll beat it on the first try. Guaranteed. Dude, I don't know. Tomorrow. And the, it makes me so upset because it's literally the first boss in the game. Like, <laughs> I'm not going anywhere in this game. Let's be honest. <laughs> but I did mention it earlier. I learned how to parry. Uh, but he's just too quick. So I would parry him and, like, break his stance. It feels really satisfying. And then he would just break out that hammer and... St- smash you shit yeah does it's just so brutal does Margaret do that standard really annoying video game thing where it's a second health bar no no it's a oh, single health God. bar i haven't encountered that in elden ring at all i've only had oh, i think i think there are bosses that have multiple phases but i haven't found much like that that's like a entire subreddit second health bar that <laughs> uh, meme of a video game thing yep yeah, so that was my Elden Ring experience this week. Uh, hoping I don't break 50 deaths on this guy, but that means I really have to nail it in the next couple. You got we'll this, too. Just visualize yeah, it, probably believe it, and you can achieve it. That's what my uh, elementary dude, school teacher told so, me. So brutal. Nice, dude. Well, I'll get right after that uh, Elden Ring commentary. I have been playing Elden Ring on my Steam deck a lot because uh, I had to babysit a bunch of kids because um, of covid but uh dude i gotta tell you guys something crazy that that happened in this game that makes it the coolest video game i've ever played all right so i'm in a dungeon that i randomly found by while wandering the wilderness right there's just like i find someone's little note on the ground it's like secret cave this way and i go into the cave right it opens up into this huge dungeon like i start doing a full-size dungeon i'm like oh there's gonna be a boss at the end of this as I'm doing that, I kill this big old troll and behind him, there's like a little alcove and I go into the alcove and there's someone's little note and it says secret wall in front of you. Like it's an actual wall. You would have never known. You don't have to go through this wall to beat the dungeon. The The rest of the dungeon continues off in a different direction. So I go in and I, uh, I slash at the wall and the wall disappears. So that there's some of that in this game where you find secret walls. And like I told you guys last week, a lot of people will troll you with that and say like secret wall ahead. And then another guy will say liar ahead. And then, yeah. So you're skeptical every time you see one of these things, but this one was actually one of them, right? So I go down there. I'm like, oh, this will be cool. There's probably like another treasure chest or something. I go in there and it like starts going downhill down these stairs. And inside there is a dungeon, full dungeon, bigger than the original one that I was already in, like massive. It has its own map and everything that I would have never, that I could have never found that someone in this game may have never found had they not known that walls could be secret. And I was just like, what a crazy, cool, like piece of discovery that you can build into this game that you can. So yeah, I've never experienced that 
kind of detail in a, in any other game. It's really cool. I wonder if there's oh, dungeons out there or like fractals of jun- dungeons that have not been discovered in Elden. That's what I'm wondering. Like, are there things? Because there's notes all over the map if you if you leave that setting on. Do you have those on Swift? Yep. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Some of them are. They're funny. Yeah. Some are it. so funny. <laughs> There's, every, there's every time there's a turtle, uh, they're like, it, it says, why is it always dog or dog ahead? <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. Anyways. So yeah, I've been playing a lot of Elden Ring. I'm like level 47 uh, samurai. I still don't have enough intellect to do magic. So I'm working. I think I might. I think I might start over and go with a magic character. Yeah, that might be a better... The samurai... Because I'm a samurai too, and I just can't... Oh, You got to be up in there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I just beat this boss that literally is in this at the in this dungeon, and at the end of it, it was this giant cave. Like, the scale was... I don't even know how to describe it. And the monster that was in there was like massive like tower like a building and i finally beat him and not 47 attempts worth but he died he went down a little quicker than that i'm starting to figure out like the mechanics a little bit but there you go just rub some dirt in that that wound here's my strategy with bosses now with those wolves i i get them down some health down while i still have health potions like i'll chunk down their health to like a quarter missing or something and then I'll find a moment where I'm, I've got some space and I'll summon the wolves at that point to keep him distracted enough to get like his health down f- faster because they kind of survive for a little while. Uh, yeah. So no, that, they actually have a pretty pretty big health pool, yeah, the wolves. I was surprised about and that. And you can level those up, by the way. Okay. Look through your inventory and there's certain things that can level up your summons. But anyways, yeah, I love that game. It's great. And uh, man, Tractor Beam will be so proud. I hope he's still watching. Yeah, I haven't heard or listening. Yeah, all right. Cool, cool. Uh, other than that, dude, I didn't uh, do all that much. Played Heroes of the Storm with you guys, and yeah, I'm used to this league, so I kind of knew what we were getting into. Um, I think our main issues obviously, we don't practice enough, and then we don't have the hero pool knowledge enough to like react to what they're drafting and, and things like that. You guys are just work operating on a very like limited pool of heroes that you know how to do well with. So that's kind of probably our main issue. Uh, yeah, but doesn't help. That's for sure. Yeah. Unfortunately, the only answer to that is time. Cool. <laughs> time uh, in a dead game. But we'll get in there. I promise the listeners we will win one game, not match. One, one game. One more game. We'll win one game. Uh, dude, other than that, I played a little bit of Fortnite, but that's about it. Oh, oh actually, I, actually, I, I, I 100%ed too. Astrobot. I forgot to say that. Astrobot's Playroom. Yeah, Platinum, baby. Yeah, got it. Is that what they call nice. it in PlayStation? Platinum? Yeah, you get the Platinum trophy for getting everything else. Nice, so I'm kind of a big deal. There's some accessories that we didn't talk about uh, in our PlayStation episode that that I game know. included me in on. Like there was a webcam and all kinds of stuff for the playstation and by the way the multi-tap was on playstation one uh oh yeah you're right you're right cool cool 
Uh, and that's, two. That was my gaming week, so that's about it. And that pretty much rounds out the episode. Before we go, boys, come on. Around the room. Swift, what do you got? I'll go last. Okay. I got one. Go. <laughs> All right. When you start a cult in a video game or in real life, don't get too emotionally attached to your followers because you'll find maybe someday that they'll get old and they, they will eventually die. So when I named all my cult members after my friends, like one of them that was, was the stroke right now, my highest level cult member is Swift me da. What do you mean? Uh, was I'm that. dead. I'm the guy that died. Yeah. You got elderly and died, dude. Oh, um, stroke was al- also good reason not to get emotionally attached. Uh, the stroke was the one that wanted to eat the bowl of poop uh, so, for the quest. Oh, I wonder why I fucking died. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, you know, don't get too emotionally attached to them. They're all expendable, just like in a real-life cult. Okay? Yeah, I don't, so I don't all... think you, as a cult leader, you're allowed to be attached emotionally because you're a sociopath. But I also didn't think a cult leader would be the one cleaning up the shit all over the ground, but <laughs> apparently that's my job as well. Yeah, you got to hire a janitor yeah, or something. delegate. Dude. Yeah. Nice. All right. Um, cool. It's like a Digimon. Or a I'll leave you with this. Oh, I'll leave you with this thought. If you're going to have a friend that's going to run a cult um, and he's going to serve you shit on your deathbed, um, maybe rethink your friends or rethink your no, cult. No, you were, you were a young whippersnapper level two cultist. Okay. Just <laughs> bright-eyed, bushy-tailed, wanting to eat poop. I was OG in the cult of... Pickle Matt. It, it's called the Oracle of the Pickle. <laughs> All right. That's Swift. what it's called. Every time I go to my cult, it says Oracle of the Pickle. Hi, 99 16. We're almost done here, but uh, thanks for dropping by. Swift, what are you going to leave these guys with? <laughs> um, I guess if anybody has any tips or tricks on how to make Elden Ring easier, hit me up, please. Um. But also, you know, like we talked about today, if you are don't have the time or whatever to, to dedicate to gaming and dying and everything, don't don't be afraid. It's just as fun of a game if you beat it on easy versus legendary. Or if you're playing wanted beating on uh, pussy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just, that. Here's what I'll say. Think about how much time you'll save yourself by not going to the loading screen to reload after you die. True. Put it on easy. I tell you what, I've spent, I think I have like uh, 10 and a half hours gameplay time <laughs> on Elden Ring. I'm pretty sure about four, four of those is uh, loading screen. So you die. Do yourself, do yourself a favor and, and does take it give an you easier a, setting. Does it give you tips every time you die like most video games? Yeah, I mean, I it, bet, uh, just about like random stuff. Yeah, it I doesn't you start like rolling through the same tip. Yeah. Yeah. It's not like Mario it doesn't give you a super power up till it be like, here you go, little guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, there you have it. It's been a it's been a week of gaming. We're, Elden Ring. We're gonna get Swift figured out. We're gonna get him on. He just maybe that's what you need. You need a new character. Dude, I don't know. We'll see. Have you beat Godric the Grafted yet? Oh yeah. Oh, he did you that. Did? A long time I thought ago. he was easier than uh, Margit. Oh really? Yeah. Okay. I just saw that he was the second boss. I think a lot of people say that Margaret is one of the tougher bosses in the game. Oh, cool, 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 yeah. cool. 
I will say I am aware of the existence of something that takes Margaret's half of Margaret's health somewhere in the game. If you want to, I'm sorry, uh, what? If you want to research that, but there is I'm a trying not to. Do there is a training wheels in there. <laughs> yeah. All right, uh, and we didn't talk about it, but you can summon other players. Like you, I know you talked about playing on easy. Just, to, just do it. Swallow Get your pride. To, summon. No one cares. Summon. Let me solo her or whatever his name is, and just in fifty years on your deathbed, is anybody going to bring up the fact that you summoned Stroke to beat Margaret in Elden no. Ring? No, because you'll be you'll be deep into Elden Ring seventeen. Here's what you do: <laughs> get it to a hundred deaths and then summon me. Oh yeah. gosh! <laughs> All right, folks. Thanks for joining us for one more week of one more game. You can find us at omg underscore podcast gg on Twitter and Instagram, as well as twitch.tv slash omg podcast. You also find more episodes at, on Apple Spot, Apple Podcasts, Spotify or omgpodcast.podbean.com, or anywhere else you might find your podcast. I'm over at twitch.tv slash the stroke, streaming from time to time, as well as twitch.tv slash swiftmedav for swift, and then twitch.tv slash I'm Pickle Matt. He'll be streaming. What's what's your plan? Cult of the Lamb? Ooh, yeah. Oh, Cult of the Lamb actually has some really cool Twitch integrations where they can give you devotion, and you can raffle off followers as well. So you can build so an might- actual cult. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you can like... Dude, uh, <laughs> go ahead. I actually did, for the first time in a long time, I streamed for an hour yesterday playing Cult of the Lamb. Yeah. Um, but I had just gotten back from a baby shower, and it was not your typical baby shower. There was a lot of drinking going on. So I'm pretty sure if if you were... <laughs> I think I had like one person watching, but I'm pretty sure they just basically saw me staring through my <laughs> monitor. <laughs> As I was playing <laughs> as a cultist, they so, probably thought you, you thought are you were a cultist. In a cult. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm pretty sure. I think I said like three words the whole hour <laughs> that I streamed. So, now that's engagement. Get in there, watch Swift, follow him, subscribe, <laughs> yes, and uh, let him know what he's doing. Like and subscribe, baby. Not he's let him know what he's doing, right? Just let him know what he's doing so he can be aware. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, cool. Thanks for joining us as always. And we'll leave you with one final thought. Just because you have to grow up doesn't mean you have to stop playing. Game on, gamers. And we'll see you on the next episode of One More Game. Gentlemen, see ya. See ya. See ya. You've been listening to the One More Game podcast. Designed for adults who play video games. Adults who play video games who constantly get nagged about it. Nag, nag, nag. We hope you've enjoyed the show. We know we had a blast. Find the One More Game podcast where you get your podcasts. Hit us up on Instagram at OMGPodcastGG and on Twitter at OMG underscore PodcastGG. Until next time, they'll keep nagging and we'll keep playing. See you next time on the One More Game podcast.